Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Let's do it. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We got a lot of fun things to talk about, but before we can do that, you know what we got to do. We got to bring them in. Tom, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Astro. Wait, that's not my line. I'm sorry. Good afternoon, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> good afternoon. Good evening. Uh, it is a busy day today for baseball, I would say. So here we are to talk about it. All right, so let's talk about this. I I didn't even know this was a thing. I'm going to start off with the broadcasting team. No clue that this was even a thing because they are all talented. We we love all of them from the Spanish to the radio to the TV to Julia, all of them. Who knew that they were not under contract until today? They signed them and brought them back today. I didn't know that, but... I didn't even think it was a thing. I was under the impression you absolutely knew that. Uh, there's been a lot of rumblings across Twitter and across different places where everybody's like, they're unsigned, they're unsigned. That's, I mean, when I heard it on Twitter, I didn't know. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, everybody was like, whoa, what are you doing? You know, it's TK and Plummer and Julia, they aren't signed yet. Like, what's going on? And I'm thinking like, What? Why, why would this even be an issue? Like they've got a great team and I don't know. I think some people just knew that they weren't signed. So they were worried that there was a potential for them not to come back or, or in some form or fashion, which would absolutely make zero sense considering that the Astros brought back all of their managerial cast and all of the clubhouse guys. So why would you not bring in my opinion and, and in opinions of other fan bases too, that I've talked to one of the best broadcasting teams in baseball i don't remember this being an issue last year you know like i don't when did they announce it last year that they were back i have no idea i don't really know how they do it is if it's year by year it's kind of crazy and that would be a pretty tough job to not know until what january that you're gonna have the job again but jeff blum and julia it'll be their 11th season with the astros and then TK, he just he's just been here the last seven years and we've been dominating everybody. 31 years overall for TK. A lot of experience in Major League Baseball. Uh, Sparky and Robert Ford, it'll be their 11th year together. They've called 86 postseason games. That's a MLB. That's the most in MLB currently. And then uh, Francisco Romero and uh, Alex Trevino, they've been together since 2008. They have the longest tenure duo in Major League Baseball. I can't say enough good things about this entire crew. 
They're a blast to watch. I love how they call it kind of, they, they call it straight. You know, they're, they're, they're rooting for our guys. They're rooting for the Astros, but at the same time, they're always very gracious to other teams and they're very, you know, educated with what's going on with respect to all the things, right? Like if another team's playing well, they're, they're, they're good to, to handle it. Well, you know, some teams, you know, especially with the Astros, they tend to, ah, uh, the cheaters and this and that. Like the Rangers? <laughs> I've heard some of the, like, clips of the Rangers broadcast team when we're playing them. Very unprofessional and very, very horrible. I don't, I don't like it at all. I mean, it's a rivalry thing, so I understand why they are the way they are. I Although, there's no reason for it, right? No. Like, like, it'd be one thing if, you know, these two clubs got into fights and, you know, one guy hit another guy and this and that. But you don't see the back and forth between the teams. However, with the broadcast teams, uh, like I said, I, I used to watch some of the, the Ranger broadcast too, living in San Antonio, kind of like you. It's really bad. Like, you can tell there's, their bias is just out there all the time. So for that, I love what TK, Blummer, Julia, the whole crew does because they're pretty straight forward with it. So I talked to Francisco today, became friends with him because he's been on the podcast like three times and he's coming back. He said he's coming back uh, probably this week, maybe this weekend. So hopefully you're around for that. You don't miss that, Tom. But I asked him, you know, I said, hey, congrats on being re-signed. And, you know, I was just curious, like, and I asked him, hey, was there any doubts at all? Or was there any doubts? That's what I said. And he said, no, not at all. So they knew they were coming back. I mean, if you follow them on Twitter or any other Instagram, any other social media, they were just on vacay like anybody else. It didn't look like they were worried about where their next assignment was going to be or whether they would be calling Astros games or some other team. It was kind of like, all right, let me take my break, recharge, reload. And now they get to announce that they're coming back to do what they love to do for the team. They clearly love to do it for it. So I'm looking forward to talking to him again. I don't know if you saw it, but it, to me, I call it famous. But you know, I don't. I don't remember what play it is, so it can't be that famous. But when he said "palo, palo, palo," I don't know if it was. <laughs> I don't know which play it was, but I, I, I'm excited to talk to him about that. And he's posting. He posts a lot. He's very active on social media. You know, he's at his ring sizing, and you know, I'm ex I'm excited to talk to him about all that stuff and the World Series and different things for that. But let's talk about this. Unless you have anything to add, did you see the ESPN predictions? <laughs> did you see this joke of a story? No, go ahead. You didn't see it? I don't think so. I don't know which story you're talking about. Okay, so this, whoever it was that wrote the story, and I'm sorry that I didn't get it. It has the, the win total predictions for each team. And I'm going to tell you, and you can kind of like give me your opinion on it. Number one, the Mets, 103 wins. Do you think that's a good number for them, or maybe they're going to get more? They're in a tough division, so I think that's I think that's pretty good. It, it is. They're on paper. You know, they have the team to do that. Again, the Phillies got better, and they went to the World Series. The Braves brought everybody back. They're going to be back healthy, and they were the World Series champions the year prior. So – those are guys they're going to face more than any other team within their division. Really going to be a hotly contested ball games. I would think that would make their number lesser for that reason. We'll see. 
Number two, the Padres with 100 wins. The only two teams with 100 wins or more, the Mets and the Padres. Do you think it'll only be two teams with 100 wins next year? Because people are really spending money and getting it's getting more competitive, especially in the National League and then in our division. I mean, our the people in our division, they're spending money. They're trying harder. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this new everybody plays everybody thing and it knocks down some of the divisional stuff, right? Because of that, I think you're going to see some teams get to play some some teams in divisions that they wouldn't play that probably aren't that good, you know? If the Strohs get to see the Kansas City Royals a couple extra times, you might have a couple extra wins. Uh, on the other side of that coin, if they see the Dodgers more, maybe they don't win as much. I'm kind of interested to see how that all shakes out. Number three, the Yankees, 99 wins. Still haven't talked about the Astros yet. I'm going to keep going. (laughs) Number four, the Braves with 99 wins. I guess they tied for third, actually. The Tampa Bay Rays with 94 wins. And then coming in at sixth place with 93 wins, your Houston Astros. And then we got the Cardinals at 92, Toronto and the Dodgers at 90. The Dodgers, what did they win, 109 games? or They won a lot of games last year, all the way down to 90. And then Cleveland at 88. Yankees and the Rays over the Astros. What do you think about that? So, one, I understand why they did what they did. They're an East Coast bias. All of the time, the Yankees, uh, 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 that's their club. You, you you don't see it, but you feel that they represent the Yankees well. The Yankees always end up on, on ESPN. They get more prime time. They're the face of baseball in the eyes of ESPN. Whatever. Tampa's a good young ball club. They're also in that division. They're going to play the Yankees a lot. They're probably going to be on TV, probably more than other teams. I get it. It's just it's just a bad look if if you're an actual baseball fan. Now we're going to be biased. Obviously, we're we're going to say, well, that's terrible. The Astros won 103 games and or 100. I forget how many games they won. Over 100 games and they won the <laughs> World Series. Like like, are you going to tell me they're going to lose this much and they got better? And some people would argue, well, they lost Verlander, and then I would argue back and forth. The thing of it is, is that you can't. In good, you can't in good conscience say that Tampa will be better and that the Yankees will be better when they smoke the Yankees. Let me ask you this How did the Yankees get better? I don't get it. I, I just don't. I, I mean, if you want to put the Mets, who have pretty much an all star roster of $500 million team, fine. When you get the Padres, who are lining up the superstars, fine. But the Yankees and the Rays above the Astros, the the Yankees, how did they get better? The Astros got better. They lost Justin Verlander. We went to the World Series without him. He doesn't pitch well in the World Series. That doesn't matter. But this is talking about wins in the regular season. Will we lose wins in the regular season not having JV? I guess that is probably the biggest factor. So the one argument that can be made for this for this article is that, or for the Yankees, I should say, is that 
they went out and got the second best pitcher in free agency in a lot of people's opinion in Carlos Rodon. And the pitching staff was an issue for them. They had a ton of injuries. They should come back. Luis Severino, which was arguably one of their one-two punch guys, was injured. He's coming back. You bring Judge back. You bring Rizzo back. I mean, I do guess. You think they, do you think they post articles like this? Let me, this is what I was thinking. If you just cut and dry, like, okay, well, this team's going to be first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, and everybody's like, yeah, that's pretty much correct. You're not getting conversation. You're not getting interaction with those guys. You're not getting the. You're not getting any reaction. I think that has anything to do with it, or just probably like they're adding pitchers. We know pitchers equal winning. That's probably the bottom line. I think that's just what it is. I actually think they believe this. I actually think that up there, they're looking at it with a different lens. The glass is half full up there, where we see it as half empty. And oh, these teams are going to be great. Tampa's going to be great. And the Yankees are going to be great. And the Astros, ah, oh, they'll be okay. I mean, it wasn't like they said they'd finish with like 80 wins or something like so that. So the Astros lose Verlander and everybody in their division is getting better, minus the A's. That's like, it's okay. And now it may not seem true to you, but this does this type type of stuff doesn't bother me. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm making it sound like it does. I'm just thinking, like, how do you put these? You seemed a little bothered. You're like, no, I can't but believe this. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you do that? And then through discussing with you, I thought, okay, they got Justin Verlander. That maybe that maybe that's why, because it's only between the Rays is one win and the Yankees is six. Mm-hmm. Did Carlos Rondon picking him up and us losing JV? Is that the difference? I don't know. I'm okay with it because it doesn't really matter. It's just one guy's opinion. I I think the Astro. I mean, it, look at Vegas. This guy has whatever win. It doesn't matter. You got to be built for October. Vegas still has the Astros, the greatest odds to win the World Series, and they're usually more correct than a sports writer who has a East Coast bias. <laughs> right or wrong, right? Yeah, I mean, Vegas has a history of like, look, we're we're making money here. So more often than not, we're not going to give you. Now, with that being said, the Astros didn't have the best odds to win last year, and they won it all. That's true. They didn't even start out good. Remember how they started out and everybody was like, this team isn't going to do anything. And then they just like went nuts. All right, so do you want to, let's take a break real quick and then we'll talk about our new player and then uh we're going after we got this new guy we only got one spot left on the roster so we'll talk about that and a few other things right after this. All right folks, we are back. And I was going to ask you how to say this new guy's name, but I know based on his Twitter handle. His Twitter handle is Bly guy. I was thinking, okay, how could you say B-L-I-G-H? I didn't know. And then when I saw his handle, I was like, why would it be Bly? Why would it not be Bly Guy? If yeah. if it, it it's gotta be that. So Bly Madri? Madris? I don't know that. I think I think you're Madras? probably I think that one's probably the where it's at. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of him. They got him from Detroit 
in exchange for money. The guy is going on the 40-man roster, which is now at 39, which I've already told you that. He was a ninth-round pick by the, I was almost going to say the Steelers, the Pirates in 2017. He was the first rookie Pirate since somebody else, Jason Kendall, I think, to record three hits in his Major League debut. That was pretty awesome. And he also got his first home run in that same series. But then at the end of the year, he got DFA'd and picked up by Tampa Bay. DFA'd, picked up by Detroit, and the Detroit sold him to us or sold his contract to us. And now he's here, 297 average in minor leagues. That's pretty good. And 177 in Major League Baseball. Not a lot of action. What do you know about this guy, and what do you think about this pickup for the Astros? So I had to do some homework because I like you. I was like, who is this guy? Never heard of him. Not, not a big league roster. Uh, however, in doing some homework, uh, turns out that his numbers were, were very good in the minors. He played in the AAA national championship game and was the MVP and uh, can play either corner outfield. And I read that he could also play a little first base, but I think it's probably an outfield spot that they got him for. Uh, doesn't strike out a ton, walks a lot, uh, 10% walk rate. So sees a lot of pitches, good, good plate discipline. Sounds like an Astro. <laughs> it really does. Like, you know, hits for average, doesn't strike out a lot, walks a lot. Sounds like an Astro. And one thing that I guess this does is it really kind of, it does, well, I guess it does two things, right? It's more depth in the outfield in case we're worried that, you know, something could happen. And it probably also gives them some ability to play with the idea of maybe moving a guy like uh, Jake Myers. Now that they went out and got this guy to go get maybe a catcher. You think this guy, I think this guy's going to be end up in triple a, I don't think just cause he's on the 40 man roster. We're not trying to say that he's going to be on the 26 man. No, if, no, no. He's, but he's going to be somebody that they're going to put in triple a and they're going to develop them. And you know, if you're an, you are an Astro fan, you wouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> they're going to develop them. They're going to make them better. And that's just the bottom line. And I believe in the Astros. I mean, they did this last year, right. With a couple of guys and, what Nico Goodrum and some it was it two up two guys last year or just Nico? Well, the other guy that you're not naming that is that it was Justin Verlander's personal center fielder, Dubon, Mauricio Dubon. Okay, they went out so and got from the Giants. So one pick. guy stuck around, one guy didn't. So I trust and then, him. And then the the one thing about Dubon, they brought him in, and that allowed them to turn around and trade Jose Siri to add you know the depth that they needed a catcher there. So this could be another scenario in which now they're able to move a guy to get somebody else. All right. 39 men on the 40 man roster for guys like me who love La Pena, <laughs> any chance in the world that Yuli's coming back? I really think so. I really didn't like, I really didn't know what to think early on because he had, you know, because I follow him on social media, I follow him on Instagram. And I was kind of trying to read the tea leaves a little bit, see where his heart was, see what he was doing. And early on, he was relaxing, hanging out with family. 
lately he's been ramping up. He's in the, he's in the gym, he's training, he's working on agility. So he looks like he's getting ready to play baseball. And I haven't seen his name associated with any other clubs anywhere else to play baseball. And then I see that he changes his representation to the guy that just recently signed with the Astros. He has the same uh, agent now that Jose Abreu has. Obviously, I want him here too. It just feels like Yuli's going to happen at some point. I'd be more shocked that he didn't end up an Astro than if he did. If, he, if they signed him, I'd just be like, ah, I, I kind of expected him to be here. I've seen Yuli's name listed on best free agents available lists, but it doesn't say you know, the team he's most likely going to go to, the Cardinals and whoever, it doesn't say that. So I see the same thing you do. Who knows? I mean, I'd love to see him back. I mean, we're deep enough that we could have him. And why wouldn't, like you, we've said it all along, all off season. Why wouldn't you want playoff Yuli? It'd be ridiculous not to want him. I feel like the only way he doesn't end up in an Astros uniform is if, He's offered the ability to start somewhere else pretty much on a post. Like, I don't think he's going to go anywhere to be somebody's utility guy. And it's not like the Astros are hurting for money where they're going to get into a bidding war for him, where they're not going to be able to offer him enough money to satisfy whatever his contract demands are. They have like something like $20 million to play with. So no one's offering Yuli Gurriel, not that they, that he probably couldn't earn it, but nobody's offering him $20 million a year. So clearly, if it was 10 million from the Astros or 6 million for the Astros, whatever the number may be, or 6 million from I'm trying to think of a team that needs a first baseman, the Diamondbacks, he's probably staying in Houston. They have Seth Beer. Yeah, but Seth can play all over the Diamond. I'm just kidding. So it, it's sort of like Michael Brantley. He was listed as like the 15th, I think somewhere around 15th, like the 15th best free agent available, somewhere around there. I could be wrong. But you never saw his name linked to anybody. And then out of the blue, Michael Brantley's back. I think the Astros want to keep their guys together. I, I don't know. I, I don't see like they have anything. to. It just seems like it's going to happen. Until they get another guy or they make a trade. I, I don't know. You, do you see anything else that could happen besides that? I mean, I've seen them linked to a starting pitcher. But, I, I mean, off the top of my head, I, I can't think of who it was. Oh, you're talking about uh, uh, somebody else in the 40 man? Yeah. I I saw him linked to somebody, maybe a trade, but I can't remember who it was. I can't see him I can't see him filling that 40 man spot until like spring training maybe. Yeah. The one thing I worry about the longer Yuli stays out there is the World Baseball Classic's going to happen right before spring training or I think right before or maybe during spring training. I would worry that maybe if somebody got injured in the world baseball classic, that now he becomes, Oh, well, Hey, we can turn and go get this guy. So I'd rather see him sign before then. It just depends. Maybe, maybe he gears up and he plays in that. And it's kind of like an audition. So we'll see. So there was another huge contract today. And my opinion on this guy signing with Boston, what I had been reading is kind of like, you know, you should have offered it to me already. And it seemed like he was mad. And I would have bet that he wasn't even going to stay there. And all of a sudden, this guy signs an 11-year, $331 million contract. And that's 
Raphael Devers. All right, I got his name right. I just wrote Devers. Huge contract. The one Carlos Correa is waiting on, and we'll get to that soon. So many huge, huge contracts. And the main thing the, the Astro fans, including you and me, what we want to see the Astros do is extend Kyle Tucker. He already turned one down, and I'm telling you, my opinion, I'll give you my opinion right now. These kind of contracts, it does not look good that when Tucker's done, you know, through arbitration, becomes a free agent, I think he's gone because he's he's good enough that he's going to want a contract like this. So I don't know. I wonder where Kyle's heart will be this offseason. I think there's going to be a renewed interest to try to get him signed now. He recently, I also follow him on social media. He recently got engaged. Yes. So I that. wonder if that will motivate him to try to get that locked up. So he's not stressing that. Hopefully she's be... a Houston girl. All <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think she is. I don't, I don't know. I don't know her specifically her story, her background. I, I may have to dig that up, but um, I wonder if this is something where they're motivated to do it. He's motivated to do it. They meet in the middle. Maybe he doesn't get the monster monster, but maybe he gets something like eight years and it's like, okay, everybody wins. Well, he still has like three years left, right? Correct. So they could, they could pay him low because they still have three years to pay Altuve and Bregman. And then it could jump up. Maybe another, he's still young. I mean, maybe like, lowball him a little bit and then give him eight more years after that. That's 11 years. So what they did with what they did with Jordan was they built in raises for all of his arbitration years. So it was like, basically we say, okay, if we would have went to arbitration, you would have made this. And then they bumped it up. You went to make arbitration we would have made this and then they bumped it up. And then the last three years of Yuli's deal or Yuli, I'm sorry, Jordan's deal. He's making like 26 million a year. So I feel like they can do something very similar with Kyle and get him the years and the money. Only the first three of those don't kill you. So you can still compete and then you still have money for everybody else. Yeah. I think it's definitely good. It just depends on what he wants. If he wants to stay here, like I always say, even about Justin Verlander, why would you want to leave? You got a championship (laughs) team here, but there was a story on MLB.com by a writer named Will Leach. And the headline of the story was the best player on each team. Guess who this guy picked? He picked Jordan Alvarez. He picked Kyle Tucker. And that's what I'm talking about, about him and that contract. This guy thinks he's the best player. I'm really excited about the no shift to see how much better these two guys are going to be. And you all know who I'm talking about, Tucker and Jordan. It's going to be exciting, but we got Carlos Correa. What have you heard about him? I mean, this is what I heard. Ken Rosenthal said his contract with the Mets will be dramatically different. And what I read is there could be an an, excu- an exclusion cause, or and I I wrote it down. I can't read it right, but it was saying if uh, there's no way there's not an L in there, but it says you know. He would sign a contract and it would be something like 
if he missed days because of that injury to his foot. I saw a picture of him. It was someone's birthday or New Year's. He has a boot on. So the guy's definitely hurt right now. And it's like, if he spends X amount of days on the injured list with that injury, they can void the future years on the contract or lower the guaranteed money. So maybe that's what they're working on. Yeah, I truly believe that with this new information, it's definitely going to be something that the Mets are going to try to protect themselves. They're not going to just blindly commit to however many years and how many millions of dollars. What uh, what was that? 11, 315 or something like that. I think now there's going to be probably options maybe, uh, or maybe like you said, like a clause in there somewhere where, okay, you have to have this many exclusion clause. That's what it's called. I just Uh, didn't write the L. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a hurry folks. I'm sorry. So I think that now there's going to be some language in this contract. That's basically going to say, we still, we're still committing these years and this money because I don't think he's going to, going to come off the years of the money. However, we're going to, we're going to give ourselves room to maybe a team option here, team option there, team option here to get out of this deal. And if you reach so many at bats, that team option becomes a player option. You know what I mean? Or yeah. it becomes a mutual option, something like that, where it's protection for, okay, now this is deteriorating or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think what it was saying in that story about, I didn't, I didn't, I've never heard of a contract being uh, put out like that, but he's obviously injured and they're scared, but he was saying like, he's not even listening to other teams. He knows where the money is and he's staying there. No matter what kind of contract he gets, he can prove himself, I guess. After the surgery, I'm sure they're getting the best surgeons in the world, or they already got him, maybe, I guess, because he already has surgery. And uh, I don't know. They're going to do something. I don't. It, it's very interesting to see what this contract's going to look like. And, I mean, the one thing that I think, not only the money, not only the years, but it's the ability to win. We talked about it at length before. It, it makes sense for him to go somewhere where he can win. This team's built to win right now. No other team that would want him that could pay him could be in this position to win like this one is. And he knows that. And get paid. You're not just going to some team to get an enormous contract and, you know, make the playoffs here and there. You're going to a team that's spending some cash to win a title. I know that. And uh, richest owner in baseball, if you want to make money, that's where you go. So I saw another story, the most exciting debut for each each team coming up, and they listed Pedro Leon. And I can see with Chaz McCormick being a center fielder, uh, Jake Myers not being that great last year, but maybe he will be this year. Who knows? I can see that as well. I mean, he's he needs to pick it up in the hitting category, but overall he's he's a good player. Pedro's a, a monster behind the plate. That's the one thing that, you know, when you look at him, they don't talk about his glove. They don't talk about his arm. It's what he can do with the bat. And he's put up some monster numbers in AAA, put up some monster numbers everywhere he's been. So just think about this lineup with another big bat in it. And the guy can really hit. So that's the thing. 
if for some reason he has to play center at any length of time, looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited about Pedro Leon. So there's another thing going on Friday, January 6th. I guess that's this weekend at Wood Forest National Bank headquarters. I don't have the address, but you guys can Google it if you live in Houston. It kicks off the trophy tour. I guess they're going to tour the the uh, World Series trophy all around town. I don't know how long it is, but that that on Friday it is from 1 to 3 p.m., but there's no schedule, so hopefully they put that out so you can know when to visit. And something Tom's excited about, FanFest, January 21st. I've never been. I've got tickets for it, and then it's, you know, oh, this it costs this and it costs that. And I've never been. Have you been? I've never been. But my coworker, who shall not be named, is is like a, a a resident at this thing. She goes every year, and she loves to sit in where you know they're get where they're allowed to ask questions mm-hmm. with the players, the coaches. She's always in there picking you know the brains of whoever. So I don't know. Maybe I'll go. Are we gonna have to get her on the podcast someday? She seems very interesting. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried. She's not a fan. She doesn't know that uh, she'd be a good podcaster type person. She's also afraid her language could get a little uh, uh, aggressive at times. Well, so. we have an E button. We just hit the explicit <laughs> button, and everybody that listens knows. I'm fine with a little bit, but yeah. I don't know because in real life, ladies and gentlemen. I use a lot of bad language. I just don't use it on here. <laughs> I, I mean, so she can compose herself if I can. You yeah. wouldn't want to. I don't think you would want to listen to this if I talk normal. <laughs> Not that I'm being fake, but I mean, I work with guys all day. It's just how I've, you know, we cuss. We we talk dirty. <laughs> We're not clean guys. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's it. That's all I have. Do you have any? <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? I think she'd be a good. I'd love to hear her opinions. Maybe I'd, I'd like to talk more me. about how your uh, your, oh, your vocabulary changes at work. <laughs> well, how was it when you I'm were here? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, how no, was no. it when you were here? Was it the same or I let no, a few, it was, it was I let about... a few bombs go right? But it's just nah. but it's I just mean, natural for me. Yeah, I understand. My wife's like, "Why do you have to talk like that?" I'm like, "I don't even notice <laughs> I'm doing it," but I don't do it here. Yeah. And some people at work say, how come you don't talk like that on your podcast? And I said, well, the audience has been built up not talking like that. I'll run. This is a family off. show. That's it, it's why. not a family. It is a family show because we don't curse. We're good guys. We're good men. Mm-hmm. And with that said, do you have final thoughts, Tom? Because last uh, time we did a hor- <laughs> I did a horrible job of hosting the show and we ran out of time. What? Oh, man. Let me see if I can find those. Go ahead. Say a final thought. Uh, oh, I, do, you know, I do have them. Let me tell you. Free <laughs> Wi-Fi. The would you rather? We got these two from last week. I didn't get to do. Free Wi-Fi. Would you rather have free Wi-Fi for life or free coffee at any coffee shop for life? Free Wi-Fi for life. Easy. Me too. It's like, like I like I. I don't want to say I like coffee. I really like coffee. I don't know if I'm, I'm we're love based. Like I'll drink coffee, especially when it's cold. Looking forward to it. I love but it's coffee. Not, but it's not like an everyday, like if I don't have my coffee, like I'll I find can make another coffee way to... at home, but I can't make my own internet. There you go. Yeah. 
Is internet and Wi-Fi the same thing? Can I have well, like, can I plug it in? I guess. Isn't Wi-Fi like sending a signal to, to a, I don't know. But I'm going to go with the internet. I want internet. I don't care about coffee. I can make my own coffee. I really only like coffee at home. Have you ever been to Dutch Bros? I literally have one of Stone's Throw from my apartment. Like I could walk there. Have and you I've been, been there? there. The oh, yeah, yeah. I've been there in San Antonio and I've been to this. It's one like a dessert times. coffee. No, you just have to order it right. Not if you, I mean, all the stuff that they have, the options. It's it's Starbucks, but it's it's its own spin. It's Starbucks it on steroids. I don't know about that. <laughs> There's some of them that, I mean, I read them. I'm like, whoa. All right. Would you rather sleep on the floor? This I think this one's very, this one's, I think this one's good. Would you rather sleep on the floor with a pillow and a blanket? Or sleep on the bed without a pillow and a blanket. On the bed without the pillow and the blanket. Really? You can sleep yeah. without a pillow? I no, I'm I'm saying I can sleep without a pillow and a blanket. I can. It's not a requirement for me, but I'm not a side sleeper. I sleep on my back. Uh-huh. So for the side sleepers, I know you need one to get your spine aligned or whatever. For me, I would sleep on the floor. Hundred percent. I guess I need only- a blanket. I don't care if it's hot. <laughs> I I pull the blankets all the way up to my neck. I I have to be covered up, and I have to have two pillows. Me and my wife went to a hotel once, and we had to call. Hey, there's only two pillows on the bed, <laughs> and they, you need to bring us more, or we'll come get them. We gotta have two pillows. This is not. A, I gotta lay on one and hug the other. And some people have three. They put one between their legs. Yeah, yeah. Align the spine. Yep. But I would definitely sleep on the floor. I could sleep. I mean, I'm not going to sleep on a wood floor, but I'm talking well, about you didn't, Hold on, hold on. It could be concrete. It could be wood. You don't get to yeah, pick the floor. You don't I, get to I, pick the floor. It, my house has carpet. This floor if, behind me. If I don't get to pick the blanket and the pillow, you don't get to pick the floor. I didn't say you couldn't pick the blanket. Well, you know what I mean? Like, Ooh, I You could roll up in the blanket like I a taco say, and get more cushion. I can't say, well, I could have like a, a, a newspaper. I can have a stack of newspapers and cover myself with newspapers. Come on. And sleep on books. <laughs> okay. We're going to run out of time again, Tom, if you don't give us your final thoughts. My final thought is get out to FanFest. Go see that trophy. Go support your Astros. They're going to be a great ball club. And we'll see you next time. Nah, that's all you, Rob. Go ahead. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you this. I, I am really, the thing for me that I'm the most excited about and I guess this isn't shouldn't be surprising. I'm excited about Jose Abreu. I cannot wait to see him play. I cannot wait to see. I'm, even though Yuli Urail is my favorite player, that's who I'm excited about. Looking forward to the season. And anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Astros. Ba- oh, I'm sorry, Tom, on Astros <laughs> Baseball. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.